0: Welcome to The Other Six Podcast, where we will discuss what it looks like to follow Jesus the other six days of the week. We'll discuss life, food, the recent sermon series of the North Liberty Church of Christ in North Liberty, Indiana.
1: Hello, and welcome to the other six podcasts. With me today is Ben Webb.
0: Hello, fellas.
1: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to
0: do something different every time i don't want to just say the yeah. same thing i'm trying to mix it up okay hello fellas right. and ladies uh, no Dang, right. not i was gonna room. say so hi to just the ladies, ladies listening yep. hello hello
1: fellas yeah. patrick would you like to this patrick andrews would you like to welcome the ladies to the podcast welcome to the podcast ladies yeah. yeah and my name is preston and i'm here for all the babies out there <laughs> 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 yep yeah. yeah, so I think we got I, I hope you feel welcome You got a personalized introduction from one of us Whoever yes. you may be <laughs> yeah. Yep We started a new series this past week At North Ruby Church of Christ And we're going through uh, Letters to the church But Ben, you started with this passage in Revelation uh, Revelation 2, 4 I think is the verse that you used
0: 1 through, one through 7 was the section
1: Okay Um, And so we thought it would be a good idea to kind of talk a little bit about the book of Revelation. It's kind of a, uh, I don't want to say controversial, but maybe a misunderstood book of the Bible that uh, can be confusing, and, and conversations about Revelation can often go in a lot of different directions. So we wanted a chance to kind of talk through what the book of Revelation really is, how we can view the book of Revelation, and also what we can take away from this book that we have at the end of our Bibles that uh, seems to have a lot of different images and pictures in it. And so I, I think a good place for us to start would be just kind of an understanding of what the book of Revelation is, where it came from, how it came to be. Um, so we, we know that John is the author of Revelation, um, and it's kind of presented as a vision. John had a vision, um, and he's, he's writing out the things that he saw. Um, is this is this accurate, Ben?
0: Yeah, I think that's fair, and and it's it's different. It's weird. It's a hard book to read because of all of the language within it. It's very uh, image based. It's very metaphorical. It's uh, it's apocalyptic. There's a lot of stuff in it that's just weird. Like it's just outside mm-hmm. of the normal everyday kind of reading. It's very different than anything else that's in the New Testament. Um, there's some stuff in the Old Testament that kind of gives Revelation some context and helps us um, at least feel like it's got a little bit of a place in the Bible. And so it's not strange within the context of the full Bible, but within the New Testament, within um, the context of following Jesus, it's kind of a strange book and an interaction. Yeah.
1: If you, if you just flip open your Bible to Revelation to any random verse or chapter and you start reading uh, you will you will be left with more questions than you came with. Yeah, probably, um, yeah. there's there's some confusing stuff in there. There's some scary images in there, um, and stuff that really makes you just wonder what the heck is going on. Uh, Revelation was actually written quite a while after Jesus ascended back into heaven. Um, do you know the exact year? Do you guys know the exact year? I want to say it was ninety.
0: Yeah, it was around that time. Ninety A.D. is when the yeah. book was written. So it's
1: so this is after Jesus ascended. This is after the fall of of Jerusalem. Um, uh, this is this is pretty far along. I mean, I mean, John would be pretty old at this point when he. Yeah. This
0: is well after the church has been scattered. This is well after, the church has been moved from Jerusalem and now being mobilized into all these other places within the world. And like you said, at this point, the church in Jerusalem itself is no longer the central location of what it means to, to be a follower of Jesus. It's, it's now spread into other areas. One of the things I think um, is really interesting is that whenever you think of the book of Revelation, like, what are the first things that come to you guys' minds?
1: Immediately I think of like End of the World, Apocalypse, the Left Behind book series that then got turned into movies. That's the first thing that comes to mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, I, I think of like rapture stuff, um, and I the, the first image that always comes to my mind is um, is the the image of Jesus in there with the flaming sword uh, coming down to to lead the armies. Um, that for some reason that's the first image when I think of Revelation. That that picture just pops into my head. Um, but yeah, the, a lot of rapture and uh, and the um, just trying to imagine some of these different creatures that are tried and kind of described in the book uh, with multiple heads or, or horns and hooves and all of these different mm-hmm. uh, beasts that, that we get to see and trying to imagine those things. Those are the images that come to my head.
0: It feels like, when you think about the book, it feels like you took some drugs and you're trying to watch <laughs> yeah. a Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like it's just that kind of crazy stuff. And um, I think oftentimes when it when it comes to the book of Revelation is that those kinds of mis Like those kinds of expectations like that's what i'm going to be reading like it's some sort of ridiculous sci-fi that is supposed to have some sort of very significant important meaning i don't know how to unpack this or understand it and so oftentimes i think that intimidates people and makes them maybe walk away from the book um and i also think to some extent those are very misleading ideas as much as those things are realities and they're in the book revelation it is very misleading from what I think the book is actually really all about.
1: Yeah. And well, I also think that it can be very scary too. In fact, I was talking with my wife yesterday, um, after your, after your, your message been, and she was telling me that when she was younger, she had this very strong fear of the rapture, um, fear of these creatures that are depicted. She said that, uh, for a while, she was afraid to sleep in her room <laughs> at night because she was afraid that the rapture was going to come and she was going to be separated from her family. Um, like, and, and that was a fear. So she was sleeping in the living room or she was sleeping in her parents' room because she felt like that was a place where she wouldn't be separated from her family. Um, and then she was also telling me that her her parents would put on this, uh, like they would listen to the Bible on a DVD thing a lot um, in, their, in their family and One of the one of the ones that they would they would watch was the revelation one and it was partnered with some Illustrations of these beasts that are described in the book and those were very scary to a young person and without someone explaining to her what was going on <laughs> or uh, having any kind of um, You know Conversation with her about the book of Revelation She brought she had her own assumptions about what it was and Became very scared of those as well and was you know curious as to when those are going to come get her <laughs> in her <laughs> yeah. sleep as well. And so it can be very scary, especially if you don't really have a, an understanding or a grasp of, of what this book is really about.
0: So one of the best things that's ever happened for me in context of the book of revelation and, and learning about it is there's a, there's a book that's written by a guy named Mark Moore, who was a professor at Ozark Christian college when I was there, had some classes with him. I greatly respect him. He's an, he's a brilliant mind, very smart guy. Uh, but also just an incredible communicator. Sometimes those things don't necessarily go together, right? And so like he's he's not just brilliant, but he's also brilliant at communication and getting those incredible things that he can comprehend and understand and know and communicate in a way that that people can hear it and they themselves also understand it and, and realize it. All right, so Mark Moore wrote a book on the on revelation and it's called How to Dodge a Dragon. And it's an incredible resource, it's an incredible book and it helped completely change revelation for me personally helped me see it very differently and in the book i mean he he gives time to a lot of the different ideas that exist he talks about a lot of the apocalyptic language and the the imagery the metaphors that are used all that kind of stuff but he also makes it very clear that that the book of revelation wasn't meant to be those things it wasn't designed um, the way i would say it is it's not it wasn't designed to be a puzzle that we had to encrypt and Mm. figure out like like, like, figure out what exactly it's supposed to mean so that we wouldn't be in the know of what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's as much as it is a prophetic book, prophecy isn't always about telling the future. Prophecy is sometimes about just communicating a message from God, mm-hmm. um, and oftentimes a message that the people themselves don't want to hear. right? Mm-hmm. And so if you kind of take some of these thoughts and everything else, Mark Moore would actually suggest that Revelation is an incredibly valuable devotional book, which—
1: it's not, yeah, it's not that, a word. How yeah. most people see that. It's not <laughs> that a book. word that's
0: come up within our brief, you know, starting of a conversation here with the book of Revelation. But let's take together some of the different things that we've talked about. Uh, one of the things that's happening is that by the time 90 AD comes along and John writes and receives this vision and writes down what he sees, persecution of the church is widespread.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As much as we look to Revelation and we see it as something in the future. Uh, Christians worldwide look to revelation and see it as something of the present. Sure. Okay. And so, and for us outside of that in America where we're largely protected, we can look around and we can see how uh, some of the battles that, that you see happening in revelation, how we envision, oh, that's something that's going to happen in the future. Well, that's maybe something that's going to happen in the future for the American church, but for many churches, that's, they're not waiting for this day of great, violence they're not waiting for this great uh, this day of great battle or war between heaven and and hell to take place right in front of them they're already experiencing mm-hmm, sure. it and mm-hmm. so and so if you step back into when this book was written it was written to people who were living in it they weren't wondering when is the beast going to come to earth right, right. they're experiencing it sure and so this book isn't so much about things that are about to happen as much as it is things that always happen things that are consistently happening that there's always Uh, evil people that there's always evil uh, people in power who are looking to use that power to get what they want that there's always going to be these things that's going to happen in these cycles and sometimes even god's saints get pulled up in this kind of stuff okay
1: well let's i want to pause there for just a second because Mm -hmm. what you just said to me is interesting because that's almost an opposite of what happened when jesus came when jesus came to earth the assumption by most people was he was about to establish an earthly kingdom here and now this is what's going to happen and he's going to elevate he's going to defeat i mean he's going to be over herod he's going to be over all these kings he's going to be the king right now today and uh and jesus had other plans he's like i I mean yeah i'm king today but this is so farther beyond what you can comprehend like this is not what's right in front of you right now this is a heavenly kingdom and this is a kingdom that's not going to fall but it's going to last for eternity this is an eternal kingdom and uh, you see a lot of different um, of his disciples and different people really having a hard time grasping this idea that he's not really trying to just sit on a king, uh, you know, sit, sit on a throne here on earth, but a, a much greater level. And then we see in Revelation, it's almost the opposite where, you know, we keep seeing things of like, well, that's to come later. This is the things that we're anticipating. Um, but really, it was that's what was happening there and now mm-hmm. uh, when this book was written. I just thought that was interesting. Well, that the I wouldn't say
0: that they're opposite. I would say they're the same to some extent. And that you have Jesus comes and he establishes, I'm not here to overthrow governments, I'm not here to overthrow authorities or powers. I'm here to fight what the real issue is for every man, and it's sin. I'm here to overcome sin that takes root in people's lives and the mm-hmm. evil that prevails through them mm-hmm. and present a different kingdom. That people could choose to be a part of. I think that's actually exactly what Revelation is about, mm-hmm. and how how um, even now as we look to it, we still think it's all about governments. We still think it's about evil
1: powers or evil what yeah, principalities, so, okay, whatever. So you're right. you're saying we're still falling victim to the same.
0: I, I think sometimes we take the imagery in Revelation and we try to figure out, oh, is and, and I've I've been around church long enough to know this. The 9 nine eleven happens and we turn to oh well is this is this a sign that revelation is beginning right. now yeah, yeah. like is is the terrorists are, are they the ones who are actually the beast mm-hmm. or the so dragon we end up or
1: politicizing a book that's and that's conspiracizing, spiritual. we yeah. we and keep yeah, we keep playing into those. On it.
0: yeah we keep playing into those principles and and you still have I mean we one of the things that we don't want to get into is a conversation on the millennial views, Mm -hmm. which is not about the generation of kids who don't like to work. Okay. But we're talking about, (laughs) we're talking about the, uh, and I say that really tongue in cheek. I don't believe that about millennials. If you're listening, I love you and I, I'm not making fun of you, but if, there, there's, there's this group of ideas that have to do with the end times and they're called millennial views and they talk about whether or not Jesus is coming back before there's a reign of time or if there's going to be a reign of time of whatever and then Jesus is coming back or, and the length of times and how this works. It's, it's all these different thoughts. I have no desire to get into any mm-hmm. conversation in that. And sometimes we try to make revelation out to be about those kinds of things. And I, again, Mark Moore has heavily influenced how I see these things, but I think what he would argue and suggest here is that this isn't meant for us to figure out what's coming down the line. This is meant to help us see what we're currently experiencing and dealing with. And that for for a hurt people, for people who are experiencing persecution, for people who are um, overwhelmed, uh, distraught, scared, um, maybe even considering walking away from Jesus because of these pressures that exist all around them, what they need is a clear vision of what's really happening. And what John provides us is this beautiful vision of Jesus conquering. And it's not about figuring out who he's conquering. He's conquering the same thing in revelation that he is in the gospels. He's come and he's shown up to conquer evil. Yes. Um, but it's, it's evil in the hearts of men. There is that peace in revelation. I would agree that that does talk about the end times and context of there is a final battle. Mm-hmm. There is a moment when, when Satan does suffer his consequences for the work that he's done in this world and where he, Will be finished. Okay, so I believe all that's in there, but that's the it's 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 a devotional for hurting people. Okay, if, if you see Revelation as a devotional book that's meant to be an encouragement, a support, it's supposed to strengthen the spines of Christians who are experiencing pain and difficulty in the world that would make them want to walk away. Um, that completely changes how we think about everything else throughout the book, mm-hmm. because it doesn't really matter who the harlot is. It doesn't really matter who the dragon is or who the beast is. And it doesn't really matter when they show up and when does Jesus show up and how long of the time. And, and all those things are are theological discussions for another day. The heart of it all is don't give up. Jesus is in control. Mm-hmm. He is sitting on his throne. He is alive. He's still living. He's still active. He still sees He's still in control, and no matter what's going on in this world, he will show up, he will judge, and he will win.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, there are questions that you can you can come up with Revelation. There's, there's some things that we don't necessarily, they don't have easy answers. There's confusion in there. But ultimately, the message of Revelation is the same as the message of the entire New Testament. Jesus is king. Mm-hmm. Um And and I think that's something that if you read the book of revelation through that lens, it's going to change the way that you see some of that imagery.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, and it's supposed to be encouraging. It's, it's whenever you're reading through it and you're overwhelmed or discouraged. If, if you are, well, let's even talk about it this way and let's, let's transition now to this idea of the other six, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're trying to figure out how does revelation impact me the other six days of the week. If over the last few years you found yourself overwhelmed by the political Uh, chaos of our country, if you've been overwhelmed by uh, a pandemic that was worldwide that has thrown everybody for a loop, if you've experienced anxiety or depression or your mental health has suffered because of all these different factors that are going on, much less your own personal relationships, your own career raising children or keeping a marriage, right? Like, I mean, life can be hard enough as it is. And then we have all these other things that are taking place around us and all of that to say that we live in the most comfortable country in the world. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you have any connections or any interest in places that aren't as privileged as we are. Um, and so like I have, I have deep ties to places like Haiti. Haiti is a place of constant turmoil. They've experienced new levels of that in the last eight to 12 months. If you have a heart for that place and you've invested deeply in that place, you're experiencing a different level of anxiety and frustration because of your love and, and connections, right? And so, like, th- there's just so much that can pile on here and everything else. On top of, uh, there's a lot of American uh, Christians who are disenfranchised with the church and the ways in which the church has been wrong in a lot of different ways. We're talking about social justice. We're talking about Um, uh, racial inequality. I mean, there's so many other things that are playing out around us right now that cause uh, conflict, that cause Mm -hmm. frustration, cause anxiety, any of those kinds of things. If you would find yourself at all connected to any of those feelings, Revelation might be a fantastic book for you to start reading because you're going to find absolute chaos. You're going to find absolute just weird stuff happening that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And at the end of it all, you're going to find Jesus sitting there in control and he can handle it, and it's fine, and it may be hard, but don't give up. One of the the best things from the book of Revelation comes in in chapter 1, verse 3. As John just begins his book, he says, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. And it's, it's one of the few books that promises blessing just by reading it. Just by reading it, you're going to be blessed. But there's something valuable in recognizing that that there's something comforting in this, there's something, there's a blessing in this, and just just participating in this book and allowing yourself to see what it is, that there's a blessing to hear it, to take to heart what is written. If I could encourage anybody when it comes to the book of Revelation, don't read it like you're trying to solve some sort of a puzzle, don't read into it trying to figure out what everything means, just let let your God speak to your heart through it, and, and let it be that source of comfort that no matter what it is that you're facing, whatever chaos that's ensuing around you, that there's someone who's still in control and they will win. And and all we have to do is, and we talked about this this past Sunday, we just have to overcome. Mm. We have to overcome the temptations that would cause us to fall away or to look elsewhere or to to fall in love with whatever else other than Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really appreciate everything you just said because even even as a minister, Someone who went to Bible college and uh, had a professor who wrote a dissertation on Revelation and wouldn't stop talking about it for the entire year. Um, so I, you know, I've been exposed to this book of Revelation, but it's still, uh, it's still scary um, to try and, and dissect what this book actually is. And so I'm, I can be honest, like I, even as a minister, um, it's a book that I've kind of stayed a little bit away from just because uh, I really do rely on on people like Mark Moore uh, to, to help me understand what's going on in that book. And so I think you really actually brought some valuable information. I, I feel like I learned something yeah, <laughs> about the yeah, book, and, and I have a better appreciation for it, and I'm excited to actually go uh, through it again uh, with a, a renewed understanding. And I'm excited for the rest of the series that we're doing as well with the letters to the churches um, that we see in Revelation and, and just to see where that, that takes us and, and how I can grow through that.
0: Well, and again, uh, even to connect it back to the sermon series some more, um, why would Jesus start this vision with letters specifically to churches? Mm-hmm. If, and really just practically, it makes sense that he's starting by calling them to count, by, by encouraging them, but also telling them it's time to, time to fall in line here. It's time to get things right because in a world where everything goes wrong, in a world where where no matter what it seems like there's conflict there's anxiety there's difficulty that everything is just happening the way that we don't want it to happen we need to have our act together if the church is going to survive it has to be rooted deeply in who Jesus is not in ourselves or our own thinking or whatever else and i think that's what this series really is it's a it's a it's a challenge to the church that we would that we would that we would put ourselves up for evaluation uh, are we really in like you know this past week we talked about are we really in love with Jesus or are we really just in love with the idea of of being good people and being better than everybody else? you know mm-hmm. what what is actually motivating us and this week coming up, I mean we're going to be talking about uh, false teaching we're going to be talking about like sexual immorality these are these are things that Jesus addresses in the context of these churches, and it's because if you don't get your act together before that persecution and difficulty hits you, what chance do you have of surviving yeah.